Mm, thank God for coffee. Hello, coffee drinkers. How are you guys today? Welcome to episode eight of the podcast, Thank God for Coffee. We're so excited with everything going on lately. Uh, just a lot of people joining on the on the podcast, and it is just great, wonderful news. I want you to know that God is alive. He's well. Amen. Something funny happened the other day. I'm coming out of service, and, and there was this young man there. He tells me, hey, he goes, uh, Pastor, he was like, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing well. How are you? And to be honest with you, I like to to engage with people. I like to talk to people, but I don't really, uh, many times I don't share where I'm going, like what I'm doing. Amen. I, I always ask, hey, how are you doing? What's been going on? So I ask him, I go, hey, I go, so what's new? He goes, oh, I'm taking a lot of time off. I'm like, really? He goes, yes, um, I've, I've been trying to stay busy. I'm like, good, good, good. What are you doing to stay busy? And he says, oh, well, I've been learning a whole lot about coffee. <laughs> and then I said, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I really hope that you're, you're enjoying the podcast. And then he goes, well, yeah, I enjoy the podcast. He goes, but one problem, Pastor. He goes, I hate coffee. <laughs> so to be honest with everybody here, you know what? We love coffee. I love coffee. And um, for those that don't love coffee, you know, you're not big for coffee. It's it's okay. Welcome to uh, the podcast anyway. Remember that at the end of the day, what we're really looking to do is we're, we're really looking to um, help anyone, be a blessing to anyone. All are welcome if you love coffee or if you don't. And if you don't love coffee, well, God bless you. And if you do love coffee, well, praise the Lord. So do I. And God bless you as well. Amen. We got a lot of information today. We start chapter two, which is big, big, big news. Chapter two of the book of John. We're actually going to go over Jesus's first public miracle. And it is going to be so good. It's so deep. I really need you to pay attention to this because believe it or not, this affects us today in the sense that we get a good perspective of what God is doing in our life. Amen. And I'm drinking Italian roast Starbucks coffee today, and it is strong. Man, this one got, woo, man, this one is good, real strong coffee. Um, so let's get into this. I know that you guys are all waiting, and here we go, Mr. Producer, if you're ready, who's excited? Here it is, coffee fact of the day. We're excited. We want to know. Here it goes. We're going to get right into it. What country is the leading producer of coffee beans in the world? What is the country that produces the most coffee beans worldwide? Hmm. I wonder what it is. And are you ready? Here it goes. The answer is Brazil. Brazil is the top producing country for coffee beans in the whole world. And believe it or not, they supply over 40% of the world's coffee supply. Brazil. That's amazing. The top five is Brazil, number one, Colombia, number two, which I thought was Colombia, honestly, Indonesia, number three, Vietnam, number four, and Ethiopia, number five. There you go. For those of you 
that wanted and were excited about the coffee fact of the day. There it is, Brazil. And I bet you didn't know that. And if you did, well, you're probably a smart guy. All right. Or a smart lady as well. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get into our scripture today. I'm so excited about going over this portion of scripture. I'm telling you, this is going to be, this is going to bless your life. Amen. We've been talking about Jesus, him coming to the earth. We've been talking about John the Baptist. We've been talking about humility. We've been talking about all that good stuff. Now, Jesus has called some of his disciples. He's invited to a wedding and it's the first public miracle that takes place. All right. I hope you're ready. We're going to read from chapter, uh, chapter two, verse one, and we're going to read two, verse 12. We're going to get right into it. Here we go. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Verse five, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30, 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they did not stay there many days. Okay, let's get right into it. Here comes the breakdown. Weddings in those days, they were events. It wasn't, it was almost like a festival. It wasn't just a reception and something that would take place in one day. No, the whole town would show up for a wedding and they would party for days it was a feast. Amen. So you have to comprehend something. If a family was going to throw a big shindig like that, it was going to be pretty embarrassing if the wine was to run out. Amen. And I love this because you know that this had to be a family that was really close to Mary. Amen. The Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus, because she's the one that goes to him and says, and, and I love this because this is the classic woman right there. <laughs> For those of you that are young, that are looking to get married, if you're a young man and you're looking to get married and you're waiting on, on your spouse, you're waiting on who God has for you, let me tell you, they are masters at telling you what to do by making a comment or a question. <laughs> My wife is just really good at this. And I know she's going to hear this. I love you, babe. It's okay. It's all right. But my wife will say, huh, it seems that there's a lot of, tr a lot of garbage in the, in the trash can there. <laughs> and 
And that's uh, code for let's get the trash out. Amen. And, you know, big shout out to my producer, the trash man of this house. <laughs> you know what? I love you, my boy. I love you. But see, you got to understand something. She comes to him and she says, she makes the comment, you know, and she says to him, they, they have no wine. And I almost feel like she's concerned of what people are going to think about the family, right? And then Jesus is answering, he's almost like, if you, you know, you, he's almost like rebuking her almost, it sounds like. He says, woman, what does your concern, he doesn't say my concern, he says, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And I love this because, you know, she, he, they both know that they're going to do it. Jesus, believe me, Jesus is not going off the whim here. He's not just cruising it and see what happened. No, no, no. You got to understand, he's going to do this, and his mom knows, because you got to understand, and we're going to get to this in, into this later. Mary knew that Jesus was the Son of God. Why, why does the, the, the Bible call him the Son of God? Because we'll read this in, in other episodes. The Holy Spirit co comes upon her, and that's where the the baby jesus that is that is implanted into the womb of mary is by is done celestially so it's done by god amen it's it's a miracle birth that's why she's called the virgin mary so you got to you got to comprehend something okay she knows that he's able to do these things now we don't know what other miracles or what other things he could have done for her to know this but this is the first public miracle. And look at verse 5. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. I love that. Because she's like, look, yeah, it's my concern and I've asked you to do it. And just whatever he says, go ahead. So if you've ever been annoyed with your parents, <laughs> if you've ever had a situation where your parents... Oh, man, they tell you something and you just, you know what? You want to spiritually just roll your eyes. <laughs> I want you to know this is Jesus's moment right here where he's like, oh, man, OK, I got to honor my mother. So he tells the, the servants, hey, you know what? Fill fill the pots to the brim. OK, fill fill the water all the way to the top. And I love this. I love this so much because, see, you got to understand something. This is huge. Let me tell you why. The water pots were of water uh, purification for the Jews, right? So this was not the, the typical vessel for them to hold wine, right? We've talked about that before. They would have held the wine and wineskins. It would have just been a whole different ordeal. But see, this represents the old way, the purification of the Jews, the old way, the water. The, it was, it was, there were ceremonial Amen. They were the religion. They were the tradition. And now God here in the flesh, Jesus Christ is establishing something new and he's doing it with wine. Why does that matter? What does that have to do with anything? Let me tell you why. Because when the Bible talks about wine, it's a representation of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to think about this, okay? Wine, when people drink wine, they, the Bible says that they get merry, right? They get, they get, you know, you know, they get happy or they change or some people get violent, you know, if they don't know how to control themselves. I, I believe me, I was in the world. I had a huge problem with alcohol. So I was a different person when I was under the influence of the old wine, when I was under the influence of, of you know, whatever I would buy at a liquor store. 
But see, this is the thing. When we come to Jesus and we're under the influence of the new wine of God, the Holy Spirit, we also change. We no longer act the way we used to act. That's where the transformation comes from. See, I, I can't tell you how many times I tried to stop drinking. I can't tell you how many times I promised myself that I wouldn't lie anymore. I can't tell you how many times I said to myself, I can no longer party. I can no longer get high anymore. And I could not do it. It wasn't until a transformation from God took place in my life and it was through his spirit. Let me tell you, this is where a lot of us Christians, we miss it because you got to comprehend something. It's a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit that's going to bring forth the transformation. And this is what Jesus is showing here right now. He's, he's doing a type like a type and shadow. He's showing us, okay, this is what it's going to be. The water pots were made out of stone, meaning they were made out of dirt. The Bible says that he has made dirt. He has made us. He made Adam from the dirt of the ground, okay? So these water pots represent our life. The water represents the life that God has given us. All of us are alive because of the breath of God. The Bible says that. See, you and I, we are spirit, we're soul, and we're body. Our body, if Jesus doesn't come back soon, our body will go to the ground. We'll all meet death. It's a part of this life. And our body will go to the ground or, you know, some, some people will get um, cremated. And that's, it's just a process of, death is a process of this life on this earth. We have to comprehend that, okay? And then the Bible says that the breath of life, the spirit, the water, if you want to call it that, that way, goes back to God who gave it. And then it's our soul that's eternal. What is our soul, Pastor Jaime? Your soul is your dreams. It's your, it's your heart. It's who you love. It's what you've thought. It's your ideas. It's your character. It's who makes you you. Amen. So you got to comprehend something. See, this is amazing. I love this. Because the water pots were filled with water, okay? But then it took God to make a miracle and convert them into wine. And what it was, it was God saying, hey, these traditions, these ceremonies, this way of life that was just all depending on purification, you trying to purify yourself to get close to God is no longer. Now you get to have an encounter with Jesus and see this encounter with Jesus is going to transform you. And God is going to give you the new wine, which the Bible says is the Holy Spirit. And once the Holy Spirit is activated in our lives, you begin to start seeing life different. You begin, you begin to wake up and actually, you know, you're hearing the birds chirping. You're seeing the, the colors. You're seeing the leaves, amen, outside. You're feeling the breeze. I, I remember... That when I came to the things of the Lord, I, I, um, I accepted Christ. I began going to church. I began feeling um, this, 
this fulfillment, this satisfaction in my life. I remember there was one day I, I, I walk out of my house and I used to wear shades, believe it or not. I used to wear a whole lot of shades. I don't wear too many shades anymore, but I, I remember walking out with some shades and I actually took them off. And I remember I felt the breeze and here in Arizona, it's a hot breeze. Okay. But I remember that it, I felt a breeze on my face and I remember that I could not help but say, man, thank you, Lord, for another day of life. I might have problems, I might have situations, but I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in me. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that right now I have peace. And see, we're going to get into the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that there's, there's fruit in the Holy Spirit, and one of those is joy, and one of those is peace, and there's, there's, there's fruit. That means that there's things that you're going to live, <coughs> excuse me, when you have the Holy Spirit. And you might say, well, how do I, how do I get this Holy Spirit? It, I'm telling you, Jesus is the door of salvation and he is open and available for anyone to come to him. Amen. And I love this. Okay, let's finish it up. Let's wrap it up this way. I want you to see here. Oh, man, this is great. Look at verse 10. So they bring, they bring this wine this, that was water that Jesus had just converted. Now, I did look into some research. And in these six water pots, they he converted about 2,400 servings of wine. That's incredible. So it wasn't just a little bit, all right? So you have to understand something. When God transforms you, begins to do a work in you, it's not a small work. People will notice. I remember when, when I started, the Lord started to do a work in me, people would be like, what? You're not, uh, you don't want to go over here? You don't want to go kick it with those people over there? No, you know what? I don't. I'm good. And it wasn't that I had resentment or bitterness towards anybody. It was just like I woke up one day and it was like, I don't need to do that anymore. And it wasn't something that it was like, see, a lot of the times we think, I don't want to come to, I don't want to come to God. I don't want to go to church because I, I don't want to stop living the way that I'm living. And you got to understand something. It's not that that, oh my God, it's these rules and regulations that you have to get right before you get to Jesus. No one goes to the doctor when they feel great. No one goes to the doctor and says, you know what? It's just, I, I got to pay this copay, you know? No, you go to the doctor because you feel ill. And see, that's the thing about Jesus. You come to him when you feel, you know what? Something's just not quite right. And this is, see, this is what I love. They bring this wine to to the master, right? The master of, of the, of the, of the feast there. Um, and it's, and it says like this, and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. So basically what he's saying is like, man, you know what? That first wine that we tasted when the wedding started, it wasn't that great. But now all of a sudden you bring me this wine and this wine is awesome. Like this wine is great. What, what is this? What's up with this? And see, this is the thing. You got to comprehend something. I, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, I want you to know this message is for you. Here it is. Here you go. You ready? This is what, this is what the word of God is is saying, and this is what I feel in my spirit to tell you. If you entrust God right now with your life, your best days are ahead.
ahead of you. Many times we believe, you know what, I'm getting older or my best days. I think I reminisce of my past and those were my best days or I have really good memories. I want you to know something. In the things of the Lord, your best days are ahead. And you might say, well, what do you mean by that? It's because you got to comprehend something. God has a good plan for your life. And it doesn't matter what season you're in. You have access to unlocking the presence of God in any season. And I promise you, it'll be a fulfilling season in your life. You're going to feel full. Amen. You're going to feel full. You're going to make it. I have a, a message for somebody today. You are going to make it. You might be going through a valley. You might be going through a situation where you're like, I don't know what God is going to do in my life. I don't know why I'm going to college and I don't know what I'm going to study and I don't know what I'm going to do. I want you to know. I want you to know today. Trust the Lord. Trust him. Trust him. These servants probably thought that Jesus was crazy when he said, bring me those ceremonial jugs over there. I'm going to use those. Fill them up to the brim. I'm going to do a miracle. And see, that's the thing. The Bible says, cast your cares upon him. Don't ever think that God is too busy for you. Don't ever give God human qualities. And what do I mean by that? Like, we think that God is just sitting on a cloud up there saying, man, there you go. Screwing up again. There you go. No. God, God, it looks at you like, like a little child. Like how I look at my little baby, Abby. I look at my little baby, Abby, and I just want to do everything for her. The other day she got mad at me because I kept putting her in her car seat. She wants to climb in her, into her car seat by herself. And I, I fight with her. I'm like, no, baby, daddy can put you in. She's like, no, daddy, I can do it. And I see her and I, you know, I, we drive a big vehicle. So she has to climb in there. And, and I, I just think to myself, man, my daughter's growing up. And I love that she's a healthy, beautiful three-year-old. But I just want to keep helping her. And see, that's the thing, that's the thing about God. God sees you struggling. God sees you where you are in your life. And God is saying, and this is what I'm feeling in my spirit. God is saying, I want to be there with you. But see, Jesus, in the beginning of the chapter, in the beginning of the chapter, Jesus is invited to the wedding. Invite Jesus into your life. And trust him that he has your miracle. I pray that this episode eight has been a blessing for somebody that Jesus decided to do his first public miracle at a feast, at a wedding. And we can, we can go on and on and on on the, the different symbolisms that that means. Amen. But I want you to know today that he wants to establish a relationship with you today. I love the word of God. I love the word of God and, and I pray 
that this was a blessing to your life. There where you are, I want to pray for each and every listener. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that, that you would use this humble podcast, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody, Lord Jesus. I'm, I'm just a man that wants to honor you, wants to glorify you, and I want to serve people, Lord. And I ask you, Jesus, that you would be with us every single day, Father. Don't ever let me speak something into this microphone, Lord God, that is not in your word. Don't ever let me speak something, Lord Jesus, that would, that would bring down or hurt anybody, Lord God. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that when a word is spoken into this microphone, Lord, that it would pierce the heart, Father, of those that are listening, Lord Jesus, so that they would understand, Lord, how much you love them. And that with the piercing of this heart, it would open the door, Father, for them to accept you. The whole purpose of this, Father, is to honor you and glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name. I, I honor you today. Thank you so much. Do me a favor. Everybody out there, I need you to do me a favor. We're growing up in numbers. I, I know that every day we get new listeners, new listeners, new listeners. Share this podcast. Go on Facebook, look up. Go to search and look up Thank God for Coffee Podcast and give us a follow. Give us a like. I think we only have three followers on there and it's just like me, my producer, and my wife. Please, I'm asking you, go to Facebook Thank God for Coffee Podcast. Give us a follow. Go on Instagram. Go and follow us and share. Share this. I believe that Jesus is the answer that this world is looking for. God bless you. We love you in the Lord. Sip a little coffee and thank the Lord for another day. God bless you.